Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're gonna to be talking about how to get better sleep, okay? If you've watched any of my videos, you know just how important getting sleep is. I frequently recommend at least eight hours of sleep each and every night. And every time I say that, there's always somebody in the comments who says, I could never do that, that's impossible. How do you get better sleep, yada, 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 and so on and so forth. So this video is for you if you are one of those people who doesn't know how to get better sleep. These are the same tips I use to make sure that I get as close to, if not more, than eight hours of sleep per night. I've used them and recommended them on other, other patients as well, and I know that they work uh, because I've used them either personally or on other people. So with that in mind, let's get to this. So let me also first start by saying that sleep is important for virtually every single medical condition that you can think of. Want to lose weight? You need to get more sleep. Okay. Want to fix your thyroid? You need to get more sleep. Um, want to reduce inflammation? You need to get more sleep. Want to recover quicker? You need to get more sleep. Want to age better? You need to get more sleep. Okay. So sleep is probably one of the most number one, most underutilized treatment therapy or therapies and treatments that I know of. All right. So sleep is probably maybe one up there in terms of top most important thing that you can do, uh, which is why I'm spending some time to do this. I can't believe I've done this before, uh, but here we are now better late than never. Right? So number one, the first thing that you can consider doing is getting a sleep divorce. Okay. This doesn't mean divorce your spouse or anything like that, or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever it is. But what I'm saying here is that you might want to get a divorce from them from where you guys are sleeping. So what this means is that let's say you guys are both sharing a room right now. One of you might do better sleeping in a completely other room or, or in a completely other bed. So doing this can make a big difference for people, especially if their partner is particularly loud, if they have something like um, obstructive sleep apnea or they roll around or whatever it is, right? Sometimes some people just are like furnaces and they produce a ton of heat, uh, whatever it is, right? There's a lot of reasons that could cause your partner to impact your sleep negatively. So one of the solutions is to just completely um, remove yourself from that situation. You can do that by sleeping in another room or sleeping in another bed. This is commonly referred to as getting a sleep divorce. This does not mean you need to divorce them, you know, otherwise it just means you need to sleep in a different area. Okay. So that can actually solve a lot of problems by itself. Number two, and this is probably something or hopefully that you know of, and that is simply to set the degrees or the thermometer in your house one to two degrees cooler. Okay. So the whole idea here is you just drop the temperature in your room um, or the room that you are sleeping. So you don't have to drop the air conditioning in your house. Uh, you can do other things. You can, you know, sleep in a lighter blanket. Um, you can actually put cooling devices underneath your bed and you can lay on top of that. It doesn't matter how you do it, but the idea is that most people sleep better if the temperature in their house or the temperature around them while they're sleeping is one to two degrees cooler than whatever it would be normally when they're living their day to day. So if it's, you know, just as an easy example, and this is something that I do. Um, we just set our, I, before I go to bed, I just knock down the thermostat a couple degrees and then, you know, we kind of go from there. So it's really simple. Um, this sort of changes by the way, based off where you are in your house, you know, some rooms are hotter than others because of how the sun is hitting them and so on. So you just have to sort of play around with this, but try to get that temperature down at least one to two degrees compared to whatever you live your day to day in. Okay. So that's really important as well. Number three is that more sex can actually improve how well and you sleep, right? It can improve um, the depth and quality of your sleep uh, and so on. So I, I probably don't need to talk about the benefits of having more sex in your life either. Uh, just like more sleep, it's something that everyone knows that you should probably be having more of. So trust me when I say that it has a lot of positive benefits. Um, you want to do this, by the way, earlier than when you would otherwise. So don't do this right before bed if you plan on doing it. Um, you can still do it inside your, or in your bed. You can have sex in your bed, but make sure that when you do, you don't do it right before bed, right? Preferably, um, several hours before so that your body has enough time to sort of relax the endorphins that come out, um, after intercourse, they can kind of, you know, they're good for your body to amp you up a little bit, but they're, they can make it so it's difficult to fall asleep right afterwards. So have more sex, but have it earlier. Okay. 
That's very important earlier. If you do it right before bed, you're going to be upset because it's not going to help you to go to bed. Number four is that you can use and augment your sleep with the use of supplements. Now, if you look at all of the studies and pretty much every other sleep scientist out there, they will tell you that melatonin does not work. I don't know why they say that because it definitely does work. All right. I, I know that the studies, when you look at them, they say that melatonin isn't supposed to help you, you know, with sleep, but it definitely can. I've used it many times personally. I've used it on other people. Um, it absolutely can help you sleep. Now there Melatonin, I still don't recommend frequently if you can get away from it because it suppresses your body's own ability to produce melatonin. So you produce melatonin naturally um, and some people just produce it better than others, right? So there are ways, ways that you can actually test to see how much melatonin your body produces. And whenever I check myself, it's actually quite low. So on the range of about 50 uh, or five to, I think it's 50, something like that, I can't remember the exact range. I think I was about an eight, whereas my wife was about a 42. And she's somebody that when she lays her head down, she falls asleep immediately. I'm somebody that it takes, you know, a while to fall asleep, you know, maybe 20 to 40 minutes, depending on the day. Um, and so on. So I think the melatonin levels actually does impact that dramatically. And if we had an easier way to test it outside of the urine, I think it would be tested more frequently, but you can use melatonin. The key here is that you want to use a low dose. So most, most supplements will come um, at about three, I believe it's three milligrams. I can't remember exactly on that dose, but you want to use one um, to two or basically as small a dose as you possibly can to get the desired effect so that you have a less suppressive effect on the brain. So I think one is generally the best way to start out with. You can even sometimes get them in 0.5s or you can get a one milligram tablet and you can break it in half and take that as well. Try not to use it forever. Try to just use it on nights where you think that you'll um, need a little bit extra boost. Maybe you had a little bit of an extra stressful day um, or whatever, but you can use melatonin. It can help you sleep. The other group of people that it works really well um, are those people on the night shifts and those people who have, you know, who are traveling, um, who are jet lagged and so on. That's really where it shines. But I do think um, people can use it otherwise. There are also a lot of other herbs and extracts that you can use as well. Um, valerian is one. Um, there are a bunch of others. There's teas and, and so on, which can actually really help to calm you down. So don't be afraid to try the supplements. In my experience, they rarely ever hurt and they actually have a potential huge um, upside or huge benefit. Number five, if you haven't done this already, you need to get yourself a screen shader. So regardless of, most of us are on technology a lot. In fact, if you're watching this or listening to this, you're listening to it or watching either on YouTube or through a podcast, which you're on your phone or your computer in some way. All right. Now, almost all of these devices have what's called a screen shader built into them. And these screen shaders help to block blue light. Right. A lot of it will be um, sometimes referred to as a, an evening mode or a night mode. And they can, you can have it set this automatically, by the way. I, I know it's native in, in the phones that, that run on the um, iOS. Uh, I'm sure it's on Android phones and, and other phones as well. But what it does is it blocks the amount of blue light that is emitted from the phone. So everything sort of takes on a yellow slash orangish, orangish hue when you turn these things on. And, be, and that's because it's blocking out the blue light. Now, you, I personally have it set so where it's, I'm only seeing my, my normal screen as it would be otherwise for just a couple hours per day. I prefer to just have all the blue light blocked pretty much all the time. Um, but you can set this automatically. There are um, apps that you can use on top of your browsers like Google Chrome that will do this for you as well. So regardless of what you're doing, make sure you get some sort of screen shader on whatever device you're using. Uh, if it's a tablet or if it's an iPhone or if it's a computer, a desktop, a laptop, whatever it is, block that blue light so that blue light is not interfering with your sleep. It can interfere with your circadian rhythm Probably most of you understand the, that blue light can cause this problem. Um, but a lot of people, especially if you're sitting on your phone late at night, you know, watching, I don't know, Instagram, TikToks, whatever it is, uh, Twitter, whatever, that sort of stuff will keep you up because that blue light is hitting the back of uh, your retina and it's, pre it's uh, preventing the release of that melatonin, which is going to keep you up and make the, the quality and the depth of your sleep. It's going to, it's going to um, inter or interfere with that. So make sure you block that. 
Number three, another really important thing is a worry journal. So not everyone's gonna need the worry journal, but if you are somebody who has a hard time um, sort of shutting your brain off when you lay down at night. So if you're somebody who lays down um, to go to bed and all of a sudden your brain just starts you know, going rapid fire, you're worrying about what's going on tomorrow, you're worried about what happened during the day, you're worried about, I don't know, whatever it is, get yourself a worry journal. A worry journal is simple. It's just a, some sort of journal or something that you can write on um, probably not an electronic uh, journal, by the way, but something that you can physically write on, get it out of your head. If the, the act of just writing it down, removing it from your brain, helps it just to sort of leave your brain. And then you can close that book, and in your head and in your brain, you're thinking, I'm closing this problem, I'm putting it away, and it will actually leave your body temporarily because you know you can come back to it. So writing, writing down how you're feeling and your, your thoughts and your worries is very, very, very effective, especially for those people who have a hard time shutting down their brain. If you have anxiety um, or, or whatever, just there's a lot of different people who benefit from this, but think about having a worry journal. Super simple, a really easy thing to do. You can just put it right by your bed. So if you have a thought in the, in the middle of the night or right before when you're laying down to go to bed, just pops in your head, write it down, close it, and think of the act of actually closing it, closing the idea, removing the chapter from your brain and saying, I'll get back to that later. If you kind of go through those steps, it will eliminate that worry from your brain and help you to relax. Number seven, this is a really obvious one, but get yourself a white noise machine or any sort of machine. There are lots of different um, noises and, and frequencies of, of sounds that can actually help the brain relax and go to sleep. Um, in fact, I have a couple of these. Um, I th believe it's on my, on my podcast or on my SoundCloud that you can look at. I should have looked at it before here, but I have some frequencies of like the, the, the hum of the earth um, and various things like that. So there, there are, or you can just get white noise or any, any sort. You can get a, a running creek or whatever kind of calms you down. Um, rain, whatever it is. But all these things can be really helpful in sort of calming the mind, helping you relax. And also this habit, the habit of listening to the same thing every night before you go to bed will get you in that ritual. So when you lay down in bed, your brain already knows, oh, this sound means sleep, I'm going to relax. So get yourself in that habit, do it consistently, do it frequently. Try and fine tune the noise. You don't want it too loud, but you don't want it you know, not loud enough that you can't hear things going on or whatever it is. Um, but play around with white noise machines or other sounds. Um, as long as you're comfortable and you can listen to them and they don't keep you up, they can be beneficial. Number eight, you guys are gonna be upset. Everyone always is whenever I talk about caffeine, but you've gotta eliminate caffeine or coffee if you're having trouble sleeping. There are people who simply do not metabolize it as well as others. Okay, there are fast metabolizers of, of coffee and caffeine and slow metabolizers. There are also people who are just, they vary in their sensitivity to caffeine. I happen to be somebody who is very sensitive to caffeine. So if I have even a little bit, something like 20 milligrams or more a day, I'll feel it in the, at the end of the day, right? So you need to figure out where you fit on that spectrum. Cut down, almost everybody that I know, by the way, can cut down and, and benefits from cutting down on their caffeine or coffee um, consumption. So I would recommend that you eliminate it. If you're listening to this because you have thyroid problems or other um, adrenal problems or fatigue or other, other things like that, insomnia, sleeping problems, you're somebody that should completely eliminate it, most likely. Uh, but some people can get away with just cutting it in half. So do something to cut it in half. And by the way, if you cut it in half and you start to get headaches, those are withdrawal symptoms and probably an indication that you are taking too much. But again, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what actually works. Number nine, let's see if you guys can see that. Yep, meditation. So meditation is incredibly important. Um, when I was uh, in residency, I had, a, some, I had a lot of problems falling asleep, as I mentioned previously. And one of the things that would help me get to sleep was meditating. And it didn't even matter if you meditated before bed, just meditating five to 10 minutes um, each and every day is very effective. Um, and it doesn't have to be that long and it doesn't have to be that hard either. In fact, I have some walkthroughs, some guides that you can use that will teach you how to meditate very easily um, and in a simple way. So it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to read a thousand page book 
you just sit down and do it and it works really, really well. So I would strongly recommend if you haven't already to practice some sort of meditation or mindfulness. Um, both of those things can work, but they are very, very, very effective. Don't sleep on this therapy, no pun intended, because it's probably up there in terms of importance um, in overall health with getting better sleep. So if you can meditate, I would say meditation probably should have been number one up here, but uh, in terms of importance, because it is that really, really that beneficial and that important. Uh, number 10 would be get yourself some blue light blocking glasses. This kind of goes along with number five. I talked about the screen shader. The whole point of the screen shader is to block that blue light. Now, if you have a device where you can't turn it down, you can get yourself some blue light um, glasses. I think I don't have any with me right now, but I do have a pair. Um, and I'll, I'll wear them when we're watching TV at night. Like if my wife and I are having a, we're watching a video or on a, on the television, we're watching a movie on Netflix, whatever it is, I'll throw on those glasses so that I don't, so that my eyes aren't seeing that blue light. Cause she can go to bed afterwards, but I can't, it affects me more probably because of my low baseline melatonin level. And by the way, you can get these things five, 10 bucks, maybe around there, something like that on Amazon. And they are still very effective. They, some, they block out like something like 98 to 99% of blue light. So they are very effective, very cheap. Uh, number 11 would be change your pillow. So you can't see these, but I'll say them verbally to you. Play around with the type of pillow that you use. There are many different types of pillows and firmness. Um, there, nowadays, there's some really fan, fancy and uh, expensive pillows as well, but don't be afraid to spend a couple hundred bucks if you need to going through pillows. Trust me when I say it will be worth it. If you're somebody who's trying to lose 50 pounds and sleep is one of the things keeping you from losing weight, spending 200 bucks to find the right pillow for you is going to be worth it if it helps you lose that weight. So don't be afraid to play around with that. Um, give yourself some time, play around with the, the, the firmness, uh, the different materials. Some of them have kind of weird and goofy smells and so on. I've tried a lot of them, by the way, uh, maybe as you can tell, and I found some that work really well for me um, and so, so has my wife. So I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to play around with those and I don't think you should be either. So change your pillow. And then lastly, number 12 here is I'm talking about massage therapy or chiropractic work. So I see a ton of people who have really tense muscles that when they lay down at night, it's hard for them to fully relax. So they hold a lot of tension in the, uh, the trapezius up here or in the sternocleidomastoid in the front of the neck um, and, and even in the upper back. So the rhomboid sort of area um, in between your shoulder blades is what I'm sort of talking about there. So shoulder blades all the way up to the back of the neck. If you have a lot of tension in there, it can actually cause you um, to the positions that you're in can cause some nerve entrapment and may result in you waking up from numb and tinkling arms or other extremities and so on. By releasing those muscles, either through physical therapy or chiropractic work, or there's a lot of different things that you could do, even potentially acupuncture can help here. Um, but just release the tension in the muscles, it will help you get a much better night's sleep. Um, I can speak from personal experience on that, um, and same with my wife and other people that I've known and other patients that I've treated as well. So don't be afraid to treat yourself to a one hour massage if it means really reducing uh, the tension in those muscles. You can treat trigger points as well. Trigger point therapy is another way to do this, but get rid of that tension and it will allow your body to have a deeper relaxation when you actually lay down and go to bed. So these are just the tips that I've come up with. I really believe that they work. I've used them on myself. I've used them on um, other patients as well. If you have any that I didn't mention here, I'm not claiming that this is an exhaustive list by any means, but I wanna hear about it. So let me know if something has worked for you. Let me know if one of these didn't work for you, by the way. So share your experience below, um, and because I'd love to hear about that. And that's all I have for you guys today, and otherwise, I will see you in the next one.